Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, our second episode of the year. How are you finding January? I hope you've caught up. I don't feel I have. I feel like I'm running behind a bus just riding too fast. Um, But yeah, it's a good workout anyway. (laughs) Anyway, in today's episode, we have Julie taking us on another great topic, talking about brand safety in PPC. Yeah, very important topic, you know, loads of news going on, loads of different kind of website. The internet is very busy and being able to keep safe and being able to do exclusions properly, especially with display and programmatic and those kind of, you know, media buying platforms, being able to actually really ensure that your brand is showing against a site that has your similar values, that is not kind of porn sites, that is not, you know, controversial kind of news site news that you're not necessarily you know in line with or agree with yeah you want to be really 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 careful about what your site's show against and really be on top of brand safety so we talk about the platforms where the clients are worried about this the platforms are doing this well and not doing this well how we keep on top of this and how you work with brands on it so yeah hope you enjoy the chat Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right twitter with my handle the marketing anu or join us on our linkedin group which is the PPC chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes so we have julie taking us on a great topic as i mentioned earlier on talking about brand safety in PPC. So how do you do that with clients? Are your clients worried about these kind of things? Yeah, it looks like from the first question where Julie asked whether people are worried about this, whether their clients are worried about this, I feel like I was very much in the minority where none of my clients have really brought it to my attention. Maybe they are worrying about it, but they're just not letting us know just yet. So yeah, loads of clients worrying about this. So if you are one of those, if your client is one of those, this is a great chat to be listening to. So Julie takes us in saying hello and thank you for joining today. We are going to be talking about brand safety in PPC, but first, how are we doing? And as I said earlier on, I was like, I feel like I'm running behind the fast speeding bus (laughs) that is this year. Great workout though. (laughs) So it's keeping me on my feet already. Gil Gilner responds saying, doing great. Hope everyone else is doing well too. Diana Lina goes, I'm fine. Ready for the second PPC chat of the year. So were we today. So were we. Julia Vice also joins us saying, morning PPC chat fam, doing okay. Right back into the madness. Yeah, tell me about it. Dan Patterson goes, hello, friends, took a break from Twitter for a bit, but figured I'd start to check in to these chats here and there 
when I can. And yeah, we're happy that you do. Robert Brady goes, I only use Twitter via TweetDeck and the PBC community is all I pay attention to. Too much other nonsense going on. Tell me about it. Dan Patterson goes, that's what I'm moving to more and more. I took about two years off Twitter when the pandemic hit, then took a break with all the other craziness. Figured I'd dip my toe back in the water, but don't plan to use it much except for chats like this. So yeah, are you also one of those? Ah, Twitter is a mess. I highly recommend TweetDeck. Literally, you just create different columns of exactly what you want to see. My columns are home, the PPC chat handle, PPC chat and industry, PPC advertising experts, SEO chat, because I love following the SEO community, women in marketing, my profile, uh, the PPC Live UK profile, just my notifications and my bookmarks. So legit, anyone that I don't follow, um, I don't see what's trending. I don't see all like the random tweets from random people. It's very marketing focused. Anyway, Boris Beckerick as well goes doing great today after two months of basically living on a camping site. Our new kitchen got finally delivered today and will be set up by the end of tomorrow. No more takeout. Ooh. I don't know whether the kids will find that to be fun though, Boris. I'm sure the kids have been having a field day getting eating like what McDonald's or chicken nuggets, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Daily every day. Who knows? But yeah, Julie's PSA comes about as usual. Very helpful. Going before we get to questions. This chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. So if you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome. Lurkers and the listeners of the podcast, people who are not a fan of Twitter, you are welcome to this episode. So let's just get into question one. So she asks, brand safety is a big topic of discussion, so let's get to it. Question one, is brand safety a major concern for the brands you are currently working with and why or why not? Kirk Williams goes, we see brands most concerned about brand safety when either one, they're big enough to have a brand people want to sue or cancel or two, they're super dialed into how they want to think about their brand or their own personal convictions. Andrew McGarry goes, it's ridiculous in 2023 for Google to have a black box trust us approach to their display inventory removing a blocking site from showing your ads needs to be possible with far less friction especially as debate is toxic in the arson clickbait engagement biz model yikes Gil Gilner responds to question one saying I would say although most brands are probably conscious of brand safety it's pretty low in the priority list since the issue doesn't come up a whole lot very rare to have a big branding issue pop up for most of our clients and yeah we have same hair with me. Kristen, a new member of the community, she introduced herself earlier on. She was very welcomed into this community. Kristen goes, hi all, I can understand the concern of keeping the integrity of a brand solid when the opportunities for it to show across the internet are vast. This is why I'm very strict about the creative we deploy so Google can't create them for us. And then we have Julia Weiss responding to question one saying, absolutely, it's a different flavor for public sector, but all my clients are very concerned about brand safety on any platform, protecting their brand and partnering with creators that are in harmony with their values. Dan Patterson responds saying, it's definitely a concern, but I often wonder if there's more I should be doing to watch or manage it. Hope you all have some insights in that regard. John Kagan responds saying, in traditional SEM, no, but in YouTube, GDM, PMAX, etc. It is incredibly concerning 
Major international and domestic events have wreaked havoc, leading us pulling placements left and right, not to mention all of Twitter. Wow. Lawrence Chase responds saying brand safety is massive concern for most of my clients, whether medical, B2B or even big entertainment brands most require acts of Congress just to approve some copy in medical. It's even worse. Yeah, I can imagine. Jilly Vice goes OMGD and Gov companies. I actually need to send ad copy to a board for approval. Wow, a board. But sure, talk to me about optimizing our ad copy in real time, right? <laughs> Ecta response saying, does it happen every time you set up or tweak ad copy? So yeah, that's in response to Lawrence needing acts of Congress just to approve ad copy. Lawrence goes, oh yeah, some brands require legal to review any image or copy that is put anywhere. So yeah, you can't even tweak certain things. And Ecta responds to that saying, oh, I remember working with Volatile Assets Trading. They literally had a team of legal compliance officers managing and reviewing copies. We have Melissa McKee responding to question one saying, yes, yes, yes. Our enterprise B2B clients have very strict brand guidelines that must be followed. This often precludes the use of PMAX, Discovery, YouTube, GDN, etc. Boris responds saying, for some brand it is. I just started working with a big telco and they are extremely concerned about brand safety. For others, it is not at the forefront. Julie herself responds saying, yeah, brand safety is not a huge topic unless client is doing display of some kind. And even then, they don't often bring it up as a huge concern. I'm concerned about it though and try to do what I can to keep my client's brands away from an unsafe placement. Yeah, even though they don't care about it, I think those kind of reports should be fair back to the clients to show them especially how much work it does take for a paid search manager to ensure that a client's brand is performing well because doing that whole yeah it's like saving it from sites that are a little bit dodgy i'm sure helps a lot for conversion rate click-through rates and those kind of efficiency metrics so i'll say my clients aren't really concerned about that right now should that be worrisome should they be concerned about it and boris goes it's never a concern until you end up getting called out on socials for running ads on Britbart or some other BS site. Johnny responds saying, if you are running on the GDN or using DV360, then it should be on their radar. Ultimately, it depends on the kind of activity you are running. If it's paid search or Facebook, I'd be more concerned about ad fraud. And Julie herself as well responds saying, I think it can be one of those things where it was not on anyone's radar and then their ad shows up next to some truly offensive or awful content and you get a screenshot and then it's a huge big deal. And Lawrence goes this, if they see it somewhere bad, also some of my clients care, but it's not on their radar really. If you have clients in highly regulated industries or they are a big household name, it becomes a bigger issue. Yeah. And Julie goes, none of us wants to get that email or text with the screenshot of the ad text to hateful, terrible or offensive content along with how did this happen? Yeah, you do not want that email. And then we have Sam responding to question one saying, absolutely, brand safety is a significant concern for most clients. Ashton Clark responds to question one saying, most of my clients have never expressed an explicit concern over brand safety other than use this messaging, if that counts, but we still build our campaigns and set up accounts with it in mind. Example, adding children's YouTube channels as an account level exclusion. That's a very good tactic. Rand Scholar in response to question one saying, not so much of a priority for my clients, but I can certainly see why it would be important for big brands running display campaigns. 
And then we have Ekta responding to question one saying matters a lot for some of their highly regulated, but I'm curious whether we are talking about wrong placements or wrong messaging and ad copy. Yeah, I think we're wrong, pla wrong placement. Definitely. Julia Vice responds, brand safety is a category term, both and more than both apply. <laughs> Ekta responds saying, I see. So basically ORM and PPC where reputations are not only influenced by human minds, but also tech. Then Julie takes us on to question two saying, what is your most pressing brand safety concern or issues today? Kirk Williams responds saying how difficult it is for brands who care about brand safety to not appear in the places they don't want to appear in. Boris responds saying proliferation makes it harder and harder to say and stay on top of things. Less control plus the algorithm knows best equals to more opportunity to show next to less than ideal content. Julia Vice responds saying, I'd say partners, placements and messaging. There are some concerns about media dollars going to unsavory platforms versus individual placements, but mostly it's the tried and true. Does this message, this creator or this placement align with our vision for ourselves? John Kagan responds saying misinformation or blatant lies and seemingly less and less amount of regulation by platforms to fight it. Thanks, Elon, for making it worse. <laughs> Diana Lena responds saying, being sure we don't appear on unsafe placements or that our ad copy is not on brand style wise. And then, yeah, Tim Halloran responds to question one saying, I'd say brand safety is important to more than half of my clients, specifically fintech, crypto, consumer healthcare, and local government, less so for more e com retail clients in wall art, manufacturing, apparel, etc. Julie responds to question two saying, the continued obfuscation of placements is a big one. Growing general lack of transparency in platforms, limits on placement exclusions, campaign types where you have to just take all the placements to get the ones you actually want. Uh -huh. Pmax, and yeah, Boris responds to that saying, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. The taking away control comes with increased risk of showing up on questionable placements or with auto-generated assets. Dan Patterson responds saying, definitely one of the reasons I've been incredibly hesitant to even consider Pmax. Yes, people will be very hesitant to consider Pmax for those kind of reasons. Gil Gilner responds saying, ironically enough, our closest brand safety concern last year was with a client who found one of those terrible Google generated Pmax videos placed on a total irrelevant channel complete with childish music. Google generated Pmax video. Oh Lord, against <laughs> an irrelevant channel. We had to nuke that pretty quickly. Yeah, the client must have been quite pissed by that. Hector responds to that saying it looked totally shit when Pmax pulled weird unmatched images of products and was using it for display and video. Oh Lord, that does not sound like a fun thing for Pmax. Well, not a fun thing by Pmax, not for Pmax. <laughs> Melissa Mickey responds to question two saying this along with unsavory content or lack of moderating example, what has happened recently with Twitter, clients don't want to show up next to hate speech or controversy. Morris responds to that. Yeah, but Twitter usage is higher than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa goes, LOL. Yeah. They don't care about whether you're showing against irrelevant content. Yeah. Just the engagement is great. 
Ashton Clark responds saying, first thing that comes to mind is lack of visibility into placements for PMAX campaigns and the search partners network. Other than that, clients mostly seem concerned about using the right messaging and following brand guidelines more than anything else. Melissa takes another answer to question two, saying the lack of transparency overall is a troubling trend for our clients. They will pull out of channels altogether if they lose too much control. Lawrence Chase responds to question two, saying the videos Google makes in PMAX and placements are big ones. Basically, no brand who has brand safety concerns should ever use any auto applies, especially since they can change them. Julia Vice responds to that saying, well, and the fact that it will fully make a video for you, who was in the product brainstorm when that came up, pretty much ensure it won't get used by anyone without a product production budget. And Ekta responds to question two saying, I answered these as if I'm the owner and advertiser in PPC. I would never want it to affect my brand's image and will try to look at it closely at every aspect. There are aspects under our control and not later ones are bigger pains in the eyes. Samara Hart responds to question two saying, display network ads going into black hole. Julie then takes us on to question three saying, do you think some platforms handle brand safety better than others? Who is the best? Who is the worst? Yeah, here's where we name and shame some brands and platforms here. To answer that, we've got Lawrence going, Google is still one of the best since you do not have to use the campaigns that will get you into trouble. They still have a lot of control in other campaign types. Platforms like Spotify, you cannot control what music or podcast your ads show up with currently. But how do you do targeting? That's very interesting. But yeah, Tim Halloran responds to question two saying, yeah, I've noticed it falls under three buckets. Things you can control internally via internal client prep, things you can control during campaign builds, and lastly, things you couldn't have predicted without experiencing it first. The unpredictable things are the most rare in my opinion. He continues, lately, it seems I have more issues with automation getting in the way of brand safety more than the three things above though. Even if I follow a platform's TOS terms of security, automated disapprovals are like an expected hurdle to jump nowadays. It didn't used to be like that. Yeah, that's quite a pickle. We have Julie given another answer to question two, I believe, saying, I have long said that the Google Display Network is full of really, really bad placements. I think she meant to answer question three here. Most are just terrible sites, not brand safety concerns, but the limit exclusions to 10,000, which sounds like a lot until you run a campaign for a while with lots of volume. Kirk responds saying, I've wished for a rule-based exclusion option for specific words in placements for a long time. Julie goes, Google doesn't want to talk about the GDM because if it did, it would have to admit so much of its utter garbage. Yup, I said it. <laughs> Julie's not holding back here. Fraser responds saying, obviously audience dependent, but I've taken to turning ads off Cocomelon or SpongeBob by default. Regardless of exclusions, this YouTube channels in particularly always end up on placement lists. Wow. Kirk responds, the average age of the kid watching Coco Melon would support this decision, not even like they're old enough to tell their parents about the ad they saw. <laughs> exactly, Kirk. Fraser goes, having to explain to a very serious B2B client why their big data ads were showing on Thomas the Tank Engine was an eye-opener, although I had heard Thomas Moonlights as a data analyst. So, hmm, 
Who knows? Richard Fergie responds saying, as an angry colleague once put it to our Google rep, you limit us to 10,000 exclusions, but there is no limit to the amount of shit on the internet. Oh, excuse, excuse my French here today. People do not play nice when talking about brand safety. Diana Lina responds saying, hard to say, to answer question three, I would think Pinterest would be the safest place and the worst. It can be many depending on what your brand promotes. I don't see any ad platform in particular focusing its efforts on brand safety more than on anything else. Boris responds to question three saying, I don't think any particular platform is doing this incredibly well. Why? It is just so expensive to employ moderators. So they like to pass responsibility on to their users. Melissa responds saying LinkedIn and Google are probably still the best. As Lauren says, you don't have to use the problematic campaign types in Google yet. Being used to be good until they added forced opt-in to the audience network. Now that's problematic. Yes. Lawrence responds, yeah, when Microsoft forced that, they lost their spot. Melissa goes, yep, incredibly bad move on their part from what was a platform with great controls. And then, yeah, we have Melissa continuing her answer to question three, saying worst is probably Twitter right now, along with maybe TikTok, although... We don't use TikTok for B2B. Twitter is a hot mess. Julia Vice responds to question three saying the worst. So these have changed hands over time. Right now it's Twitter. It's just a mess. Display, not just GDN, is pretty rough. YouTube needs to do more. And TikTok is a fully automated black box. Fun times. Gil Gilner responds to question three saying, I don't really look at it from a platform perspective. Nearly every platform has opportunities. Of course, anytime there's a black box, there is less control. Our job as marketers means our whole job is identifying limitations and making sure we place correctly. Julie Denk is another answer to question three saying it's super interesting that, yeah, no one is mentioning Facebook or Instagram as being the best or worst. Twitter is a hot mess right now from a brand safety perspective. Tim Halloran goes, oddly enough, I never worry too much about brand safety on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe that's naive, but if I'm certain of my audience, then I don't necessarily care if their feed is full of garbage friends and pages. <laughs> Kirk responds, I think this is because placements are based on audience data, right? So it's not like the placement of it itself can ever really be a problem. That's interesting. Julie goes, I think you're less likely to get a screenshot of an ad next to something on Facebook or IG because the other stuff in the feed is already based on that user's interests, etc. So even if your ad is next to something vile, the person is likely not offended by it, maybe. Anka goes, yeah, I think that's it exactly. It's not like it's the advertiser's fault for that user's preference. Facebook is more likely to take the blame and has. Julia Vice goes, I'm certain that these Twitter headlines are making room for Zuckerberg to get away with murder. Yeah, with all the stuff that Elon Musk is doing right now. I wonder what Zuckerberg is up to. Given another answer to question three, Gil's response saying, that said, TikTok is the worst. It's going to get banned. It's so bad. What? Really? Hmm. Interesting. It's a good thing I never really paid attention to it. <laughs> Kristen responds to question two saying, one of my concerns comes from Google's push for us to trust their AI creative without giving us visibility into where ads show such as in Performance Max. 
Fraser Andrews responds saying, yes, hey guys, I have definitely concerns about Twitter at the moment, brand safety wise, the combination of questionable accounts and users who have had accounts re-enabled has made Twitter a mess. Kristen responds to question three saying, I don't think there's any one platform which is better than the other when it comes to brand safety. Ashton Clark responds saying, Google and Microsoft ads still let you add placements, exclusions and negatives for search campaigns. So I guess I'd say those two platforms do it better than others. Other than opting out of audience networks, it doesn't feel like there's as much option on LinkedIn and Facebook. Julian takes us on to question four. Wait, before we answer that, Fraser Andrews responds to question three saying in terms of understanding of demographics, there's a lot of spammy sales focused bits on TikToks, which I'm sure shouldn't be focused around younger audiences. Julian takes us on to question four saying, are there any initiatives that you have stopped and or plan to stop or pause due to brand safety concerns or any that you've just decided not to do because of brand safety issues or concerns. Ector responds to question three saying, I delve in the realm of outbound and PPC and data privacy aspects of both. From my experience nowadays, it's really tough to say. I was talking with a client around how we can pull insights from clients' internal strategies, and he said there are mediators who do it. Diana responds to question four saying, happily, it hasn't been the case for us yet. Also, yeah, Ashton gives another answer to question three saying, I don't run any Twitter campaigns, but I imagine it's a mess right now too. Not sure if this would qualify as a brand safety concern necessarily, but as a general Twitter user, I've also seen some pretty terrible and weird sketchy ads being served in the last two to three months. Yeah, lots of sketchiness on Twitter. Gil responds to question four saying, we've been very cautious with Pmax lately and made sure to prevent Google from auto-generating anything. Other than that, hasn't been a big deal for most of our clients. Setting campaigns up properly at first will prevent a lot of misplacement. Julia Vice responds to question four, um, saying Twitter, definitely thinking about trusted partners for display versus GDN, even for smaller campaigns. Basically, how can we build relationships rather than platform dependence? And Lawrence responds to question four, saying Pmax is the biggest one. A lot of brands just cannot do it because of the risk, videos, placements, etc. And then, yeah, Ashton responds to question four as well, saying not really mentioned this in other answers, but most of my clients really only care that we are using the right messaging or brand guidelines. I still care about where ads show, but we try to mitigate that on our end and it's never been a roadblock for the client. And then Kristen responds to question four saying, I can't say there are any brand safety concerns which would cause me to completely stop an initiative. I always find a way. There you go. Boris responds to question four saying no Twitter whatsoever. Also careful with Pmax and if doing it, making sure campaign set up meticulously with great assets. And then, yeah, Julie takes us on to question five saying what is on your brand safety wish list for platforms? This can be a general wish or specific to a platform. Gil Gilner responds saying, honestly, just give me complete insight into where ads have been placed and I'll be good. There are very little granular placements that I care about other than being next to adult or violent content, which are already banned by most platforms. Diana responds saying, I would love more transparency and control over the places our brands could a pair. Boris responds saying, not strictly from an advertiser's perspective, but I just wish platforms took moderation and platform safety more seriously. Some of the stuff 
on there is not only unsafe for advertisers, but should generally not be viewed by anyone, especially not by children. Ector responds saying more control and data transparency, less data leakage. Third party sources can be a boon or a curse. Depends how it influences and how much control it takes away from you. Julie responds to question five saying categorical exclusions that actually fully work would be fab. Transparency in where ads show and the ability to exclude things I don't want. Better content moderation on social platforms or at least better tools to not see vile things. Julia Vice goes, yes, let me hone not just my audiences, but content categories all the way. Tim Halloran responds to question five saying, I think everyone was pretty unanimous. More transparency. If my ad showed, tell me where. Google ads. Imagine if an out of home provider was like your billboard served in near the Midwest, but we can't give you specifics. Consider driving around till you find it. Imagine. Girl Gilda response says your billboard may or may not have been right above one of those abandoned roadside strip clubs in Ohio. Does it really matter? Wow. Yeah, that's more like it. Melissa goes right. This matters in other channels. Why not search or social Definitely a fair point. Ashton Clark responds saying these are mostly for Google ads and Microsoft advertising, but more visibility into placements, especially for Pmax and search partners, being able to add campaign level exclusions for Pmax and not partnering with sketchy sites to begin with. We can dream, lol. Melissa goes this and when Diana goes, I would love more transparency and control over the places our brands could appear. She continues more control and transparency. We are happy to test new things things but cannot just have ads showing wherever need visibility and the ability to turn off aspects and on that note we come to the end of the chat we shall be having the audio version of this chat on thursday the 12th that'll be 12 p.m yes eastern time 5 p.m gmt so pretty much the same time as the twitter chat today but on Thursday. Yeah, I hope you took some great takeaways from that. Are your wish lists similar? Are there any different extra wish lists that you have? Please let us know. Just, yeah, send your comments and put the hashtag PPC chat. We'd love to hear it. So, yeah, hope you found it useful. And if you want to hear more about the topic, if you have more to say about the topic yourself, join us on Thursday for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some corrections on anything that has been shared. Please get in touch with me. My DMs are open on at the marketing anu or on linkedin just find me on there we've got the ppc chat roundup group we'd love to have you there it'd also be great to all our long-standing and brand new listeners to give the podcast a review just to show that it's growing just to show that it's worth listening to and learning a lot about brand safety for example just go to linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup so that's l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup also remember we've got ppc live uk the next event of ppc live uk happening on the 2nd of february we've got the likes of azim ahmed we've got sophie logan two top influencers of PPC as rated by Marketing O'Clock, the amazing podcast and content providers of amazing paid search news, as well as GTM Yoda. So that's Google Tag Manager Yoda, Tiffany Shares of Absolute Digital, as well as Maddie Crawford, who's going to be talking about ad copy. And yeah, she's an amazing young girl who just has been just, uh, you know, running through the ranks of paid search and also talking at different stages. They've all spoken at Brighton SEO before. A couple of them have spoken 
at Hero Conference. So these are some top quality very high knowledge people in paid search and people who know how to really attract a crowd. So for £16, please go to ppcliveuk.com and please get your ticket there. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.